0: Welcome to another episode of the Football Thing Nuts Podcast. This is episode 56. We're actually in season 2, episode 6. I'm Craig. I'm Britt.
1: And we're back again, Britt, after uh, we had a lovely guest in last week. Yes, thanks to Cinch for stopping by and helping yeah. us out with the what is the most exciting episode of the year. The tight end, the tight end kicker episode. and de- defense ranking episode.
0: Yep, exactly. Uh, but as we start off every
1: week, uh, what's that can in a cozy you got there? Well, I was telling you before we got on, so I'll tell our listeners... I had to stop and get a gift of an alcoholic nature at one of our local favorite uh, stores in the area here in Fairfield. And as I was wandering, looking for the particular bottle of bourbon I wanted to purchase for him, I happened to notice a four-pack of a limited-run beer that Two Roads did, hashtag sponsor us, with Lawson's Finest Liquid called Typecast. They said it was a one-time only make. Right. It released, what, like Mayish, April? April, May? Yes, around there. So the find a four pack of it now was kind of like a, ooh, look what I found. So I snatched it up, found my bourbon and got the hell out. So tonight I present to you Typecast. (sighs) Yes. This is a mix of kind of a Saison style and an IPA style. Um, Phil Markowski, the brewmaster over at uh, Two Roads is known as an IPA guy. I'm sorry. No, he's known as a session guy. And Sean Lawson of Lawson's Finest is known as an IPA guy. So this is kind of their collaboration on it. So is it still good, Craig? Yeah, it's still good. We've had this
0: uh, when it came out. We had it on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, it is still still good. It is still good. It's a very unique flavor because it's a session. Then it's an IPA. And then it's a happy party in your mouth.
1: Yeah, it's a party in your mouth. So we were at a party Saturday night at Two Roads. um, And uh, it turns out that they had a cat a keg of it on on tap because national ipa day was like last thursday or something like that and they still had some left and the, the guy who was uh hosting the party he was like what are you drinking and i'm like it's typecast And he's like typecast so i gave him a, uh, just a sip of it he didn't order anything else the rest of the night nice he just kept drinking typecast until they told him no more typecast for you <laughs> so he i mean it's just one of those things i'm like are you an ipa guy he goes a little bit are you like the smooth farmhouse session uh not session saison kind of guy yeah a little bit we'll try this and he was absolutely in love with it so
0: nice it's a good beer it's a solid it's a beer. Good beer yeah
1: so but don't worry folks i have it on good authority <laughs> i while i was there on saturday i pulled aside one of my favorite beer tenders and i said hey dude you you can love with me what's the word on the baby And he went, rosemary's baby and he kind of glanced left and right kind of just for drama purposes and went about two weeks man they're already emptying the barrels It's time to start putting it in bottles. I was like, "Yes!" (laughs) About two weeks till Rosemary's Baby. Of course, once that hits, I won't be drinking anything until Holiday Hill comes out. But Rosemary's Baby, Craig will sit there and scowl at me until September. Exactly. But I don't care. I'll get a two-week head start on Craig. It's all good. It's all good. So, all right. So, onward to football. We are all right. So, if you're just tuning in after an absence. Episodes 51 through 55, or essentially the first five episodes of season two, were our preview episodes. Please go back. QBs, then running backs, then two episodes devoted to wide receivers, and then the tight end defense and kicker extravaganza. I, I, you know, we don't like to talk about download numbers on the air, but I was not surprised to see that our running back and wide receiver episodes were very highly sought after. Our tight end episode, not so much. No.
0: I don't know why. Probably <laughs> because of the drop-off. In it's tight the end. hardest <laughs>
1: position. In my opinion, this year, tight end's going to be the hardest position to forecast. It, it's because it seemingly there's two guys and everybody else is. But somebody's yeah, got to be the third. Much. Somebody's got to be tight end number three, right? Somebody's yeah. got to emerge. I mean, it's just the way it is. So, all right, Bernie Hot Take questions. Craig, giving or receiving? I'll give. All right, what do you got for me today? Um, I don't know if you saw the news. I, I try not to. Um, is about Buffalo
0: Wild Wings.
1: No, okay, talk to me. They are um,
0: collaborating with several uh, craft beer makers, uh-huh. and they are going to make a uh, beer for football season.
1: A- exclusive to, like, Buffalo Wild Wings? Yes. Okay.
0: Um, and it's going to be regional going to be regional they're making um five football themed brews
1: and each okay dividing it, the u.s in the five regions got it
0: yep uh and we're getting one made by harpoon
1: Ooh, harpoon vermont yep. and canada if i remember correctly yep I was uh, outside.
0: harpoon simcoe underdog pale ale is what it's going to be
1: Oh.
0: It's going to be uh, Connecticut, Washington, D.C., Delaware, Kentucky, Massachusetts, Maryland, Maine, New Hampshire, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Rhode Island, Virginia, Vermont, and West Virginia.
1: I haven't heard the word Connecticut in there. Did you say Connecticut and I missed it?
0: I did. That was the first one I said. Oh, okay. Uh, so each, is this excite you at all? don't no. I was just curious. Does this give I'll you tr- a reason to go to Buffalo Wild Wings? No. Do we know when it's going to hit? Uh, they did not say. Because I have to go to... Are you leaving the state for anything? Because I can read off the other beers.
1: <laughs> well, I'm going Well, going to FEC Canada, right? I'm going to Ontario in in October. Uh, no, no. Well, Jersey's on the list that we're already in, so I'll be in Jersey in November. Yep. Uh, yeah, I don't um, think so.
0: Yeah, so the other beers are going to be, uh, let's see the list here. Sweetwater Low-Hanging Fruit. I've had Sweetwater uh, stuff. I'm not crazy about it, but they're good. Fantasy Football League India Pale Ale Lager. By who? Um, Duchette's. Okay, I don't know them off the top of my head. Uh, and the other one was going to be Odell Draft Party Milkshake IPA.
1: No, no. The words milkshake and IPA just don't, <laughs> don't go together and for And a me. Moab Grapefruit Pale Ale. Okay. Which will I, be available in Utah. I think, aside from the Fantasy Football IPA, we're getting the best of the uh, the offerings so. there. So, um, yeah. Uh,
0: yeah, I haven't been there to uh, Wild Wings in a, in a while, but mm. I remember one time I was there... I stopped in there for lunch uh, just because it was it was empty and it was cheap. Yeah, and they have a lot of beers on tap,
1: but it's like, all commercial stuff. It they is. don't have a lot
0: of craft stuff. No, they don't. But it was a whole it's a whole wall of taps. Yeah, we you talking about Milford. Yeah. Okay. And plus, they have cans. And I remember sitting yeah. there at the bar eating my wings, and I had a beer. And this guy comes in from the patio, and he says to the bartender, "What beers do you have on tap?" And she went through the entire
1: thing. Wow. <laughs> and he wound up buying a bottle. Seriously, yeah. well, all right. So, in his defense, that just goes to show how mainstream maybe their selection is. If you say to me, "I've got 12, 12 beers on tap," they're Bud, Bud Light, Corona, Michelob Ultra, uh, Heineken, MGD, MGD, Guinness, um, Bud Light Lime. <laughs> I, I'm not going to be impressed by that list because it's you know, you know, if if your most exotic tap is Dos Equis. We got a problem. We got a problem. So, well, you know what? I have to go to, I have to go to Milford in October or no, this month, August, um, for a Rift Tracks live event. And sometimes we eat a Buffalo Wild Wings. So if it's so you may have to stop in and check it out. I might have to, I might have to. So, okay. On to me. Question two. Did you see what the Cleveland Browns did with their wide receivers this week? Um, they want to add Odell Beckham. Maybe. (laughs) So they traded Corey Coleman. Okay. To Buffalo, the young up-and-comer, not quite ready for prime time, Corey Coleman. But a lot of people were high on him this year. Yep. They traded him to Buffalo for a seventh-round pick. Wow, seventh round! And they immediately were like, "Don't worry, we've got we've we've got an embarrassment of riches at wide receiver. We got a ton of young wideouts. We have to, you know, maximize our our abilities." The next morning, Antonio Callaway, Brown's rookie wide receiver, was arrested at three a.m. Oops. on a routine traffic stop for speeding. Oops. With a suspended license. Oops. Gun parts in his car. Oops. And marijuana. Oh dear. He's back with the team, but <laughs> not for long. Is this just an indication that the tire fire that is the Cleveland Browns organization has yet to go out? Uh it's it's smoldering. It's still there. There's been so much optimism around the picks they made. They had such a good draft by most league experts.
0: Yeah, except for their first draft pick. But yeah. Yeah, I yeah, yeah I agree. Overall their draft Overall, class was good. I mean they're they look good on paper, but yeah. Yeah,
1: this yeah. This to me is thinking that the tire fire is out and then smelling something burning like three <laughs> days later. It's it's still there.
0: Yeah, being a Bengals fan, if you're a Browns fan, I'm sorry. Yeah, seriously, I, 1
1: and 31 <laughs> the last two seasons. 1 and 31. And not only did they not fire their coach, no. they raised ticket prices so that they could bring in more people because they say they're going to be better this year.
0: You don't think Baker Mayfield is going to make a difference?
1: Not initially, no. I, I was big on them during the offseason. I'm like, all right, this is the year they could turn things around. I might even actually consider drafting someone like Nick Chubb or Baker Mayfield as kind of like a, a backup kind of situation. I'm yeah. I'm falling off the, the Cleveland off the Brown yeah, train. I'm off the Brown train. So, All
0: right, what do you got for me for number three? Uh, number three. Uh, speaking of Buffalo, yeah, uh, the other tire fire burning in the NFL, <laughs> Calvin- otherwise
1: known as Cleveland East.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, Buffalo. One of Buffalo's new receivers who was a Brown. Yeah, or not a Brown. sorry. Um he was a Panther. Oh. Kelvin Benjamin. Yeah. Did you see what he said about his former teammate?
1: Oh, here we freaking go.
0: Uh he said that Cam Newton yeah. is inaccurate and lacks knowledge. And he's one of the main reasons why his career didn't take off. Because he was Wow. Outside of his um knee injury, uh, he said he was not targeted enough and Cam just doesn't know how to be a quarterback. Wow. Do you think there's any validity to that?
1: Um, I think, and hold on a second because I'm pulling up some information. I just want to make sure, yeah, sure I have this right. Sure. I think if he's hoping that, if he's sitting there saying Cam I'll, Newton I'll, um, I'll read you what he,
0: uh, I have, let me see yeah, what he Yeah, give me the said. exact quote. All right. It's on Twitter, so it's going to be in weird shorthand sentences. Okay. As soon as it loads here. Um, here's a snippet of it. I mean, I feel like I would have been more successful if, I don't know, man. If I would have, looking back on it, I just should have been drafted by somebody else. Oh, boy. (laughs) I should have never went to Carolina. Truly, I think, I just think Carolina was bad for me. It was a bad fit from the get-go. If you would have put me with another quarterback, let's be real, you know what I'm saying. Any other accurate quarterback like Rodgers, Eli Manning, or Big Ben, anybody. Quarterbacks with knowledge that know how to place the ball and give you a better chance to catch the ball. I just feel like
1: I wasn't in that position. All right, everybody, get comfy because I'm triggered now. <laughs> so translation, if I had been drafted by a multi-Super Bowl winning Hall of Fame team, I'd be better as a wide receiver right now. That is the translation. Uh, y- yeah. That is such whataboutism BS <laughs> that I'm shocked it didn't come out of the mouth of some fat bearded internet troll who has nothing better to do but plague us all with conspiracies, theories, and nonsense. Okay? A guy who sits in front of his computer all day long and records bad videos to just undermine everybody. That's how out there that statement is. That's like me saying I could have been a lineman in the NFL, but I didn't go to Clemson. So because I didn't go to Clemson, you know, you know what I mean? If I had gone to Clemson or Florida State or Penn State, I would have had an NFL career. But because I went to UConn and I never played football, I don't have an NFL... That is yeah. total passing the buck. It is BS. So you're telling me that you went from Cam Newton. Was he not the MVP two years ago? Uh, Am I misremembering that? two years. I'll
0: have to look it up. He was recently. He was the NFL Recent MVP.
1: Memory. He was, at one point, the NFL MVP. You're telling me that as erratic as he is, and as much as he is run first, pass second oriented... You're going to have a resurgence or you're going to be better off with A.J. McCarron or Josh Allen? Is that what you want to tell me?
0: Yes, that's what he's saying.
1: I want you to get Zay Jones on the phone right now and ask how well he's done under the Buffalo Bills regime. (laughs) All right. I think everyone forgot about him. (laughs) Uh, Just no, this is Kelvin Benjamin passing the buck onto somebody else. Okay, you're not in a pass-first offense. Okay, I get it. That doesn't mean you can't work hard as a wideout and still make your name. Look at all the... It drives me nuts. uh, Pittsburgh is not a pass-first offense. Not by a long shot, but he cites Big Ben in that rant. And Antonio Brown has made a career for himself, has he not? He has. Tampa Bay is not a run-first offense. They've got an inaccurate quarterback who likes to use his legs. But Mike Evans stinks all on his own and had a really great rookie year. Did he not? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. This is passing the buck. This really upsets me. I'm glad I hadn't seen it before now because now I'm triggered. That's Excellent. it. The podcast is over. I'm leaving. <laughs> Shut it off. I'm leaving. That's it. I'm done. Okay. All right. I'm calming down. You know all what? Right. I'm going to take a sip of my beer. Hold okay, on Okay.
0: Good. There we go. There we go. That was a big sip. It was go. more of a gulp. All right.
1: Okay. Well, while I'm triggered. Sure. Let's move on to my next... My new favorite, my new one, well, new favorite, a new category I want to bring out. Okay. Those of you who know Craig and I know we sometimes have theories about things that go a little bit beyond what the mainstream would consider to be normal. <laughs> Abby normal. Things that would not survive the challenge of Occam's razor for simplicity in terms of getting from point A to point B. Some might even call them conspiracy theories. Some might say we wear a tinfoil hat at times. So, here for you now are Brit and Craig's tinfoil hat theories. <laughs> this will be an occasional segment where Craig or I come up with something so ridiculous but so believable that we bring it up on air, and you guys can all tell us we're nuts in comments and emails and or such. Agree. Or agree with us and join us in our tinfoil hat bunker. So,. You know, I wish I had a sound effect of a closing door. I'll close and lock the bunker here, and we'll we'll get this going. <laughs> do you want to go first on this one? I'll go first on this one. You, you go first. Do. Okay. All right. Good. Brit's tinfoil hat their Conspiracy this week. Okay. Okay. So Aldo, Odell Beckham Jr. Right. Showed up to camp saying the whole time, I want a new contract. I want a new contract. Okay. He initially talked about maybe skipping camp or coming late because he wanted to send a message to the Giants. Okay. Instead, he showed up for OTAs. He showed up for camp on time, Mm -hmm. and the Giants promised to negotiate in good faith. Okay. This week, the Giants met with his agent. Okay. After one day of discussions, the best offer on the table would put him making around the same amount of money as Sammy Watkins would make as the number two in Kansas City. Okay. Here's a guy who thinks he's the best wide receiver in the league, and they're going to pay him Sammy Watkins' number two money. All right. Here's my theory. Okay. And here's where you start the X-Files music if you haven't already. I believe that the Giants are trying to squeeze play Odell Beckham because they're tired of his childish on-the-field antics. Okay, And they intend to either force him out of camp or force him to play under his current deal angry in the hopes that he will flounder and they can part ways with him to save money. In addition, I think they're also considering trading him to a team that would give him more money for picks. Okay. Now, if they did that, what would they do to fill the gap? Well, there's kind of a guy sitting at home right now who really wants to play in the NFC East, who really wants to play twice against Jerry Jones presents the Jerry Jones Dallas Cowboys sponsored by Jerry Jones. Oh, my tinfoil hat theory is that the Giants are squeezing Odell Beckham to force him into a lower contract or a trade request in order to bring in Des Bryant and then rebuild wide receiver next year. Craig scale of one to 10. How crazy am I? Well, scale one to 10 as in 10 being believable or 10. You're insane. Let's say 10 means I need to be. Let's put 10 at Alex Jones. And okay. one at mainstream media. Let's do that. Um, with that theory, the way it's presented, um,
0: I would put you right in the middle. I'd give it five. Middle?
1: Yeah. That's like CNN right there. That's CNN right. on our scale. Yeah. I would okay. give you five
0: because that actually could make sense because I know they, the Giants are not happy with the way Odell presents himself, like the whole thing with the stupid kicking net.
1: I can't think of a good reason to lowball him. I can't. It's yeah, not going to motivate like... him. You know it doesn't motivate him. No. and there's a lot of rumors that...
0: Jarvis Landry is trying to convince him to go to the Browns oh he said Odell Beckham is very in, would be very open to joining the Browns and if that happened who would the Browns throw to
1: can you have that many receivers well they've already traded away one receiver because they have too many so they probably true. S- you know what maybe it, that's why they did the trade they'd probably send a wide out back they'd probably maybe they send Antonio back uh yeah no that can make sense Okay. That well, can it make can sense. make sense. It can make sense. I don't think it does. But all right, so I'm taking off the tinfoil hat and pass it to Craig. Right. Craig is adjusting the hat as we speak. Yep. All right, Craig. Hit me with your theory. Uh,
0: so the official Madden cover came out. Okay. Not the anniversary one that has uh, Terrell Owens on it. Yeah. Um, the normal cover for the game came out. And, okay. Um, do you know who it was?
1: Uh, it was Antonio Brown, wasn't it? It was Antonio Brown. It was okay. Antonio Brown.
0: And, um... Now, there's been over the 20 years of Madden, there has been talk of the Madden curse. Okay. Meaning that whoever winds up on the Madden cover, something not good happens to them.
1: <laughs> wasn't Peyton Hillis on it one year and he died in the preseason? Uh, when no. When he was with the Browns? N- no, that wasn't him. Who was it? There was a there was a Brown on the cover. You sure it wasn't Peyton Hillis? It was a running back. Peyton Hillis. Was it him? No, yeah, it was him. And then, and then, and then, of course, the Browns cut him because he was injured. Um, and he see. played one year with the Chiefs. Hillis, and he was,
0: eh. Let's see. Well, that was in 2012, and wow, that's, uh, that's his story back. was: Hillis grunted his way to a thousand yards, a surprise lead back in 2010. Yeah. But during his cover year, he missed half a dozen, dozen games with injury, averaged 3.6 yards per carry, and ran his way into a
1: journeyman backup career. Yeah. Yeah, he played with the Chiefs at least that next season, and I think he got like a total of like 45 carries the entire year. Right. Um, but did you
0: see what happened to
1: uh
0: Mr. Antonio I, I Brown? Heard,
1: I heard he had a minor injury, but I didn't hear the follow up. How bad is it? Um as of right now, I don't
0: think he's I don't think they're letting him play. He had a quadricep injury and they didn't really say how bad it was, but they are being very cautious with it. Is, he, is and he if you practicing? have a, if you're a receiver and you have a quadricep injury, that that's is, not that's not good. And that's those kind good. of injuries can nag you the entire season.
1: So are you postulating that this has to do with the curse? I'm postulating
0: that the curse is real. The Madden curse is real. That's what I'm saying. That's pretty much... uh, Okay, so I'm I'm looking
1: right now as we're talking. Yep. Fantasy Pros reported today at around 10.30 in the morning. Mm -hmm. God, my bad. I say, hold on a second. (laughs) Tuesday night, wide receiver Antonio Brown is dealing with a minor hip flexor. Oh, Oh, God. Now it's a hip flexor. That's also a bad injury for them to have.
0: Yeah, anything involving your...
1: Hips, knees, and legs. Yeah,
0: yeah. Hips, if it knees. was his shoulder, maybe he can get by.
1: You know, but- I mean, remember we, we had that discussion with the guy, uh, the, the the David Johnson fan, who was like, you know, his wrist injury has nothing to do with his ability to run. Uh, you know, we talk about knee injuries and leg injuries being devastated for running back. I think they're even worse for wide receivers because <clears throat> running backs on plays, they're not carrying the ball in the backfield. They're usually designated to block, right? So they take four or five steps forward or they're going out into the flat either or. So they're, they're running small distances and then either engaging an opponent or they're looking to see if they're going to catch a screen pass. Wide receivers run routes all the time. Mm -hmm. All they do is run off the line of scrimmage. So for me, leg injuries are even more important for them. Uh, Let's see what it says here. So I'm reading fantasy pros right now. Uh, He is expected to return to practice after the team's preseason game on Thursday. So, Friday morning, when this podcast release, <laughs> yep. you're going to want to go and look and see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. So, there. So, you. So your tinfoil hat theory is the Madden King curse is real. Is real. If so, you go through the list of players. Can you go, do you have the whole list in front of you right now? I do. Now? All right. So, let's go backwards. So, Antonio Brown is this year. Who was last backwards? year? backwards? Right, let yeah. Let's, let's go back until we find list. somebody. Let's find somebody who was healthy and productive throughout the season.
0: All right, 2008, last year it was Tom Brady, but he was suspended. That was
1: the GOAT edition, so yeah. I'm going to discount that just because it was a special edition of Madden. All right,
0: 2017, it was Gronk. Hurt. So, cursed. Next. Uh, 2016 was Odell. They have him listed as not cursed, but...
1: No, he played that whole season. He did. Okay, he all, did. Right, so all right, so go, keep going. I'll, 2015
0: I'll keep was Richard Sherman.
1: Hard, Hard with defensive players. Okay, go one more. All right.
0: 2014, Adrian yeah. Peterson died. <laughs>
1: Wait, but he died. Uh, in Peterson 20... may have
0: reignited in 2013, fresh off his 6,000 yard season. Yeah, and two years removed from his 2,000 yard campaign, he missed out all but one game after being indicted for child abuse.
1: Oh, that's right. That wasn't the year he got hurt. That was the year he had the child abuse thing. The year, a the year after that, the switch incident. That was when he got hurt. Yep. That killed. That killed uh, the one year I was in um, the Fantasy Guru's Listener League. I think yep. it's called the Adam Kaplan Invitational. He was my first round pick. I picked out of the eight slot, and I'm like, just let a running back fall to me. And the only running back sitting on the board that was worth a damn at eight was him. Uh, 2013
0: was Calvin Johnson. They have him listed as not cursed, but he did retire early after that. Yeah. So uh, 2012 was Peyton Hillis, as you mentioned. 2011 Dead. was Drew Brees. He was fine that year um yeah but he did they did lose to the seahawks
1: okay players. i think i think you're stretching at this point uh 2010
0: larry fitzgerald was he hurt that year uh and it was actually larry fitzgerald and troy palamalu doesn't count troy palamalu uh fitz had one standard pro bowl season more than a thousand yards but palamalu Polamalu, lu he missed a career
1: uh 11 games thanks to mcl injury yeah, I remember that. All right, I'm going to rate your tinfoil hat theory at a 7, which puts you on a tap in the news cycle right. with Mother Jones. True, but other ones who are definitely cursed. Yeah. Uh, Sean
0: Alexander, Donovan McNabb, Michael Vick, Marshall Falk,
1: Dante Culpepper, Eddie George. Can, what, what, whoa, whoa, whoa. Can we stop? There's there's something all of those guys have more in common than that that list they were all drafted by Mario in our fantasy league in those respective years. Those so are all saying, Mario guys. So You're saying Mario was a cause of the Madden curse. I think so. So if Mario, Mario, who I know does not listen to us, maybe he does. I don't think he does. Um, <laughs> but if he drafts Antonio Brown in the first round of our fantasy draft in September, He's gonna break his leg, I am going to flip a table. <laughs> um, I'm going to run. All right, so here's what I'm gonna do. I'm going right. to flip the table. I'm going to run to the edge of the balcony. Cause we're going to be on the second floor of a restaurant in a private area. I'm going to run to the balcony, scream into the common area. Our asses are in the jackpot now. <laughs> and, and and just go running out the building. There, it's on record. Craig, so here's what's going to happen. So, Craig, when we get to Mario's pick at our draft, okay. you need to take out your phone before Mario picks okay, and start videotaping me. Because if he does Antonio Brown with mm-hmm. that pick, I am going to lose my you-know-what And that's got to be posted to Twitter. That's good. You know, again, at the risk of being a fat beard, internet troll, that one's got to be posted to Twitter. So, okay. (laughs) Uh, So I'm going to rate that as a seven. We're going to put the tinfoil hat away. All right. And move on to other stuff. I want to talk a little bit this week. Next week, we're going to hopefully have, uh, uh, the commissioner of our longstanding, our 26 year old league, uh, in the house. Uh, you're one of the commissioners that serves in one of the divisions, uh, my brother, Adam, is the other. He is 90% verified for being here, but that doesn't necessarily you mean anything. Know. Adam works in an industry where he can get a call at 3 o'clock in the morning and everything goes to hell. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, there's there's, there's a lot of that. So, we're, we will hopefully have Adam here to talk about. So, we're going to talk about ADP. We're going to talk about setting up your own leagues. If you've ever wanted to play fantasy but you don't know how, next week is the week to tune in because hopefully my brother will be here and that's going to be something we focus on. So this week, I want to talk a lot about the shifting ideas about who's starting and who's not. We're hearing a lot of chatter, a lot of guys who were predicted to be starters before camps opened. Now we're hearing or not. I have a brief list in front of me. I want to start in Seattle. Okay. Seattle running backs. Seattle drafted Rashad Penny. Yes. In the first round. Yes. Seemingly to be the running back of the future. Allegedly. So then why in the holy hell is God, I just drew a blank on their coach's name. Pete Carroll. Who's that guy? It's Pete Carroll. It is Pete Carroll. Why the hell is Pete Carroll talking about Chris Carson? Um, Did we not just do this a year ago where he was like, Chris Carson's going to be the workhorse? We heard all these things in the preseason last year without somebody major to back him up. And Chris Carson did nothing. But now we're hearing it again. Chris Carson's progressed. Chris Carson's ready to take on the load. Chris Carson, Chris Carson, Chris Carson. You just drafted the running back of the future. So who do we Allegedly. believe?
0: Do I we... think they're going to go running back by committee.
1: But does that mean they're both unusable in fantasy? Or do you trust one over the other?
0: Um, as of right now, I would trust Penny more. But, you know, things can change. I think after everyone saw what Ingram and Kamara did in New Orleans. Will that, change, will that heighten the I bar? I feel like that changed instead of having like you know the washington redskins version of running back by committee where it's literally six people yeah i think they teams realize they can easily work out a plan for two running backs
1: here's my issue with that so that i think one of two things is true either it's going to cause something of a shift for teams that have two talented running backs or it's going to be a one-off and no one's going to else is going to be able to replicate that success kind of like the wildcat You know, we had the wildcat come in, and Miami had success with it because it was new and no one had seen it. Division that year, right? As soon as everyone started running the wildcat, it wasn't special. Everyone could prepare for it. You know, so I don't know if this is a one-off like that, right? Or if it's a shift in the way we're looking at running backs. Okay, so we'll have to wait and see. I agree. I'm going to take. If I have to take one, I'm taking Rashad Penny. I am not buying the Chris Carson hype. Chris Carson is not on my draft board.
0: And season long, if
1: you're going to draft
0: Penny, I would draft Chris Carson just as a handcuff.
1: I wouldn't even because if Penny's that bad, I'm just drafting Penny, dropping Penny. Because don't forget, who's the quarterback? Mister Run first. Mister Run first. You can't start. You can't spell Run or Russell without starting with the letter R, and that <laughs> is the good. key. The letter <laughs> R is running Russell Wilson, so I'm not big on that. Uh, another Denver running, another running back. Not Denver running back, but another running back battle is evolving in Denver. They drafted Royce Freeman. They did. Devontae Booker's there. Devontae Booker disappointed last year. So we're back to talking about Devontae Booker as the number one before camp opens. What the holy hell, man. Do you trust they're going to use Devontae Booker? Are they going to try Booker and then switch to Freeman? What's your take Um, there?
0: I think they're going to have to see how preseason goes. But right now, I would lean towards Freeman.
1: As do I. I I don't have any faith in Devontae Booker. For some reason...
0: For some reason, Denver running backs always do decently.
1: Yeah, one of them does. Why? Well, at least one of them. You I mean, just have to pick the right one. Do <laughs> you remember when C.J. Anderson was like the big guy, and it, and then he just didn't pan out? Yep. I'm I'm not big on Devontae Booker, so I'm looking at Royce Freeman, but I'm not looking at Royce Freeman to see how preseason goes. Not only that, I mean, but I'm gonna have to look and see what his ADP goes because if he has an exceptional preseason, his ADP is gonna skyrocket, and I'm not gonna want to grab him. I you gotta get him at a good price. All right, matchup number three. Okay. Who is going to lead Minnesota in fantasy points this year at wide receiver? Oh, boy. Is it Adam Thielen or Stefan Diggs, I'm assuming a one point PPR? Wow. Who leads that team? Obviously, Thielen's the one on the depth chart, but Diggs has that big play kind of thing. You know, Thielen could catch three balls for 60 yards and get out-pointed by pointed uh, by Diggs, who catches one ball for 55 yards in a touchdown. True. Uh, so where do you go? Which one are you taking if you have to take one?
0: Uh, if I have to take one, I'm probably going to take Diggs.
1: Now, let's assume you get down to, let's say you get to a point where you need a wide receiver. Right. Thielen and Diggs are both there. They're similar in ADP. Let's say it's, we're talking about second or third round, because that's usually around where they're going from what I say. Right, you got two running backs in place. You really don't want to draft another running back. You want to grab a out. and you're looking at Diggs and Thielen. Which one do you take?
0: Mm, I don't know. A new quarterback. That's that's the big question mark. All right, so that's let's a really add really big question. Let's mark. add a wrinkle. All right, the
1: next name down. Okay, I'm trying to think of somebody who'd be there right around there the is, is Kelvin Benjamin. Oh jeez, because it's a
0: If I need a number one receiver out of those three, I'm taking Thielen. Okay, hold on one second. I want to... He's going to the internet. As I want to see as... who's
1: near them at ADP. <clears throat> There's some ADP. thunder
0: outside, so as long as the internet is still working.
1: Yeah, so far it's still, it's still here. If we cut off suddenly, that's why. And the answer uh, is... Let's see here. Okay, show me outs. Show me whiteouts. He's still thinking. Okay, now I'm looking. Hold on. Stand by. Craig, keep talking. <laughs> you are listening to me talk. Ironically right. enough, Rashad Penny and Royce Freeman yeah. are separated by two spots in ADP. Really? They're going around the same spot. Oh. Isn't that weird? All right, keep talking.
0: Britt is still looking, though honestly, after having Diggs last year, I don't know if I want him again. I mean he's he's amazing for the long yardage he gets, but it's so sporadic. And as a season long, like I don't think I could I don't think I want to deal with that again.
1: All right. Well the first problem is I was looking at a running back list. <laughs> And I'm like, why wrong I, position. Why am I not? See, why am I seeing Latavius Murley, but I'm not seeing the guys I wrong want. Wrong
0: guy. Wrong all right, team. All right, I'm working on. it.
1: All right, Stephon Diggs right now is going at wide receiver twelve. Okay. Adam Thielen has dropped below him to fourteen. Who's in the middle? Uh-huh. Oh. Aha. <laughs> okay, Craig, reset. You need a wideout. <laughs> okay. The top three names on the board are in order. All right. Stephon Diggs. Okay. Doug Baldwin, oh, or Adam Thielen. I'm taking Thielen. I'm just taking Thielen and walking away. You're taking away the number 14 guy over the 12 and the 13. Yeah, I can't. That is just that is just fate right there, folks. <laughs> That's I am me. looking at fantasy football calculator. <laughs> I said, just show me the ADP positions for wideouts. Should we go one deeper, just go to be ahead. fair to you? Go ahead. So behind Thielen is Amari Cooper.
0: Thielen.
1: Okay, so you're taking Thielen over Diggs.
0: Yeah. Diggs was... Like I mentioned before, he's he's great with the long yardage, but it's very sporadic. Okay, there's going to be games where he gets 120 yards and two touchdowns, and there's going to be another game where he gets 18 yards. Okay, and one catch.
1: I needed that laugh. That was just, I'm sorry, fate just conspired <laughs> to me. paint Craig into a I box.
0: Like, yep, not taking the other two.
1: Nope, <laughs> nope. It, it was too perfect. 12 and 14. Nope. Who's in the middle? Nope. Doug Baldwin. <laughs> nope. So. All right, we got one more. All right. The Washington backfield's a mess. Yes. As of right now, according to ESPN, the depth chart goes Darius Geis, okay. Rob Kelly, <clears throat> Chris Thompson, and Samaj A.P. Ryan. <laughs> Are any of them draftable? And if so, who and where? Do you trust any um, of them, basically?
0: I don't. Uh, as of right now, no. If I had to pick one out of those names, I would pick Geis. But I would use him as a backup and se- uh, we're talking season long. We're not talking daily. No, we're, we're talking, talking season, season long.
1: long. Daily, we'll worry about in week one. Right. You tune in right after Labor Day if you want to hear about <laughs> week one daily. daily. I'm not talking daily right now. We're t- getting you ready for your fantasy drafts. I would take guys
0: as a backup as of right now.
1: I think he's a genius pick in best ball formats because oh, I think eventually definitely. he's going
0: to break out. But I mean, right now. And who are the other two? The bottom two.
1: Uh, Thompson
0: and P and I think if Pirine doesn't do something this year, I think he's gone next year.
1: Darius Geis is the top-going running back in Washington. He is running back number 18, going around a third round. Uh, Past him is no one. I've already passed <laughs> Carlos Hyde. There goes Nick Chubb. Oh, wait, there we go. Chris Thompson, 10th round. Oh, okay. Ooh, right. So let's talk about that. Okay. You need to, Let's say your life depends on taking a running back oh, from, from Washington. Okay. Are you willing to pay Geis in the third round, or would you rather risk on Thompson in the 10th? I guess I would go Geis. All right, so you're still <laughs> not scared by that third-round price tag? No. Okay. There's a lot of battles. The preseason games are going to be big. Big. Full big, full big, penalties big. of penalties are getting hit in the head. Hey, you know what? I disagreed with you on that. That penalty in the, the Hall of Fame game, I thought was pretty obvious. Well, no, that one was. I just... My issue is the fact that the NFL still
0: can't k- tell me what a catch is. And yes. now they're going to throw flags every other tackle, which yes. is going to make games five and a half hours.
1: And you're not the only person who feels that and I'm way. I'm not
0: complaining about them wanting to make the game safer. It's just that if you still cannot tell me what a catch is, and you're going to have these guys who've been refs for like three years who are part-time decide if a hit was legal or not, maybe like within a split second. Right. It's it, There's going to be a lot of game stoppage.
1: Well, and they
0: should just do what soccer does now and just add time to the fourth quarter. <laughs>
1: yeah. I'm looking right now just to make sure because I've been kind of disconnected the last two days. I apologize. My work, my work has been hectic the last couple of weeks, not in a bad way, but to the point where I'd come home and I just pass out on the couch and I wake up and do it again. So I have done no research since Sunday. That's fair. Um, That's fair. So I'm looking to see if there's any change. In what? Roquan Smith's status. Oh, he okay. is the uh, defensive player that the Bears drafted in the first round. He is the only first-rounder who has not signed as of yet. Oh, okay. And the word on the street is he won't sign because he wants guarantees from the Bears that they will absorb the fines if he violates the helmet rule. What position does he play? I think he's a cornerback. Look. Mm. I don't remember off the top of my head. I don't pay attention to defense. <laughs> defense. Defense wins championships, man. Yeah, but not in fantasy. No, he don't. Well,
0: maybe sometimes. Um, I go back and forth on defenses a lot throughout the year.
1: Oh, I stream them. I'll use ten different defenses over the course of a fifteen-week a season. That's true.
0: Now that our defenses actually score points in our league, but maybe back when they didn't. I'm trying to find. Why can't I find this guy's position? Well, I'll just say he's a defensive back. I want to say he's a cornerback. All right, we'll go with that. So,
1: in, in any event, he wants protection against the helmet rule, and so they've been arguing over that in the contract. So he's not there yet. Huh. He's the only first rounder who's not there.
0: Does that make you look like a jerk that you haven't think, signed yet? I think if you're it, a rookie.
1: I think it makes. See, the timing of the change for the helmet rule is is questionable too. Yeah, this if this is true. if they had made this this change before the draft and he was doing this now, it would smell bad for the Bears for not doing their due diligence. Okay. Did you not talk to this kid beforehand? Did you not interview him at the Combine? Did you not say to him, hey, we've looked at your tape and you like head-to-head contact, that can't happen? But this kind of came out between the draft and now that they altered that rule. So I'll fault the Bears because they needed to have this conversation with him during the Combine because it's not new that we're worried about head safety. Right. But I don't think the Bears knew that this kid was going to be a holdout like this. And I don't know, where are you getting this from? you're going to sign a contract that's going to hand you a check before you even show up with the cameras to smile for like $15 million in a signing bonus. And you're worried about a $50,000 fine for head to head contact and a suspension.
0: Yeah. <sighs> True. True. It's not putting you on a good starting foot. You've worked your, your uh, enti-
1: yeah, you worked your entire life to get here now. And you're going to sit there and go, no, nah, man, no. Cause you're going to find me and I don't want that. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Not to mention, what is the message that sends to the Bears? This is a kid who's a headhunter. He doesn't want to change. True. There's one interpretation of it. If you're that worried about committing a penalty that's going to cause you a fine, I've got to question your method of play. Yeah. So, <clears throat> anyway. Very true. All right. So, believe it or not, we are out of time this week. Wow. It was quick. It did. It did. We talked a lot <laughs> about the weird stuff going on. So, I hope draft season is in full form. Please check out our draft previews. Uh, episodes 51 through 55 are draft previews. As always, leave us a f- uh, review on iTunes. Send us some feedback or send us some questions on Twitter or Gmail. I will respond personally, and then I will bring it to the podcast. As always, we did not say hi to Deb today. Hi, Deb. Hi, I Cinch. Also, I, and Cinch. I also need to send a shout-out at the end of the show to two of my old high school buddies who I know listen, our good friend John Tomlin um, and our good friend Chris Devine. Um, John, I know you're listening to us. You're a new listener. Welcome aboard. Welcome. But you and Chris will get this. You and you and, 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 Tim Devine will get this very, you'll get this. This is a hysterical reference. But when I mentioned that I had been in touch with John Tomlin to our old friend, Jack Simon, he was like, wasn't he our freshman year class president? And I'm like, no, that was Alex. So John, he confused you with Alex Weimer. So when you see, so when you see John Simon, John Tomlin, because they're both named John, so I'm getting a center bit confused. So John Tomlin, when you see John Simon, smack him upside the head and remind him you are not Alex Weimer, who is also a lovely intervin- individual, but he doesn't listen to the podcast. So shout out to Tim and John for listening. Um, I just thought that was very fun. He was like, "Hey, he was our freshman." Oh, no, no, he wasn't. You've got your wrong dude, man. You got your dudes confused. Wrong dude. Wrong dude. Now, I should never make fun of people for getting the wrong dude. I mean, who's that guy? It's become a tradition on this show. So. I know. We should make that into a t-shirt. We sh- yeah. Yeah, we might as well. Might as well, except I don't want my face on anything. No, no. we'll just want- use the phrase. All right. That's fine. I'm, I'm hideous. I don't want that. All right. So next week, we will hopefully have the commissioner of our league in here Maybe. to talk about setting up leagues. We're also going to talk about ADP and shifting values in ADP. Doug Baldwin was not wide receiver number 12 a week ago. We were wide receiver 13 a week ago. He's like wide receiver number five. So injuries and camp activity are shifting these numbers constantly, so you got to keep on top of it. That's my final thought. Craig, what's your final thought? Uh, My final
0: thought, what is is your over-under of Adam showing up here next week?
1: 70%. All right. He came out with us to Kinsman, and I didn't think he was going to be able to do that. All right. Okay. So I'm going to put Adam at 70%. Yeah. You're going to set up a two man booth. And he's going to show up. So you need to set up the three man booth. <laughs> so he doesn't show up. That, well, I, he might still show up again, but this is my brother. I'm not, I'm not bad mouthing My brother here. He, he, he works, he, he works does. a very demanding job that can literally, he can be on his way home and he gets a phone call. He has to stop what he's doing and turn around and go back. That's just the nature of his work. He's been right. woken up at three o'clock in the morning by calls from Japan. Because his business, because it's
0: the next day in Japan.
1: Yes, it's it's daytime over there, and a person who's taken three English as a second language courses in Japan is trying to communicate to my brother what's going on over there, so he could try to fix it on this end. It's just it's just the nature of the beast for him. So you know, we joke that he may or may not be here. I think he will be. All so, right. uh, but and, all right. So so I'm going to say better than sixty five, seventy percent because we just never okay. know. We right. just never know. So all right, until then. Uh, everybody continue your draft prep. I'll try to put up an article. I've not really posted anything. it be here. I'm super soon. busy. Yeah, seriously. We are in draft season the next three or it's four August. weeks. Yeah. Next three or four weeks is hardcore draft season. So get ready. Uh, and you can get ready by listening to us. So we appreciate you joining us until then. I am Britt. I'm Craig. And this is the football fig nuts podcast. <laughs>